Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Clarity, clarity, clarity of mind. 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 Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. Five sketch ideas. And I am Alistair George William George again, Trombley Virtual. And that is the way that you intend to continue. Hopefully, and then you one still more will William at the end of the yeah. episode. You think um, I, I will be that for the duration, Andy? You know, I, I think well, it's it would be a common courtesy, you know, to the, um, to the listener would, to remain in character. What do you think would have to happen for me to either have my name changed throughout this this <laughs> <Yes>. episode, <laughs> or for me to become a different person? Yeah, okay. Well, uh, I feel like, you know, the name change one can happen with our existing physical laws and our existing understanding of biology and that sort of thing. That's really just a sort of a, a paperwork question, right? So, yeah, uh, so that, that was, it's, it's just something that's happening without fraud is occurring somewhere. It, it, exactly, or, or, or even just, an, you know, an administrative error in some way. Mm. Uh, maybe as we're doing this, they're currently digitizing all the birth certificates and, uh, you know, fly crawls into the to the scanner as yeah. your one goes through and just gets smeared across all your details and your name changes to something sort of obscure in in a Nepalese dialect right well i do i do get a lot of like mail for, for from like you know energy companies and things like that one would knew me as blasdare <laughs> um mm. i think yep. i get another one that's like that's like it's like yeah it's it's alster mm. Mm. <laughs> things like that so yeah. you know that that's not you know people don't don't agree with there being different spellings of alister even though that's almost all it is that name is known for or or in another sense they wish that there were more spellings of alister it sounds like those people like they well th- oh that's well that's what those people want yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah, and so so there's that, and then I guess the other way is that I could become a different person. So I guess that could that could all happen internally. I guess with a, mm, an aneurysm sure. or something like that. And, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm obviously man. I could find myself during this um, during this episode, and I could take on an Indian name. Mm. Oh. Are you people know? still doing that? God, uh, I hope I think so. I want everybody to know me as. Rahaj Trombley Birchall. Mm. Are, are, are we able to have? Is there? Is it possible for us to have like a spirit guide, like an animal spirit guide, and it be culturally sensitive? Like, what kind of an animal would we, as as Westerners, I, mean, I think I of mean, myself no, as a Westerner? No, no animal, no, no culture can own an animal, can they? Uh, 
I th- I think I think I think if you uh, want to have a spirit guide, you gotta you gotta go with a culturally um, appropriate animal beast. And so let's list what well, are the white think... animals. Okay, the white what animals okay, the white include pigeons. the uh, <laughs> oh, visually white, or you mean um, I'm well, talking I mean, like you know that's, this is that... philosophically white. What animals oh, are yeah, alive? Yeah, that's what... With the, I thought um, I thought pigeons they you know they they've basically s- spread themselves and taken over every continent. Yeah, oh, you're you're absolutely right. Yes, okay. Pigeons, the little brown <laughs> bird, one of the whitest birds. <laughs> yes, yeah, the little brown bird. <laughs> little brown birds. That's that one's a white bird. Um, I feel like uh, quite a few of the breeds of dog. I could be wrong about this, but they they seem you think they Labradors? pretty white to me. Yeah, black Labradors, um, uh, pugs. Uh, There's people who know about the origins of all these animals getting furious about mm. some ancient Tibetan <laughs> peoples who who invented who the, the Labrador and the pigeon pug. pair. They bred the pug specifically to climb mountains, really steep yeah. mountains, so that its nose wasn't always bumping into the into the rocks. Into the Tibetan hay. I mean... A lot of these dogs were originally bred for a purpose, you know? So, you're like, your Dachshunds or whatever were bred to go down rabbit holes and that kind of shit, right? Really? And I think it's a shame that we've stopped breeding dogs for, um, for, for jobs. For, for, mm. You know, a lot Get of them, them are designed to IT. sit... Exactly. To, 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 to cross a specific type of terrain or to fit down a specific hole and... We need to bring that back. Bring back the well. The novel. Dachshund, the Dachshund could definitely pull a tray of coffees behind it. A little trolley, with, <laughs> you know, with your coffee orders for the for the te- for the office. You're you're absolutely right. I mean, any think about it. Any wheeled contraption that is currently pushed by a human could yeah. equally validly be pulled by a small dog and or a team of small dogs and i don't yeah. see why a coffee cart lashed to 18 dashens couldn't be whipped through uh the office you know how coffee carts are always coming through offices <laughs> you know that <laughs> that current sure. very I mean, modern look, the, situation you know, look, the the coffee cart could be outside with with oh. malamuts malamuts right mm. but but they, they, they send in the deliveries into the office via the Dashens. Sure, sure, sure. Yes. A, a smaller so, cart is pulled off the back of the main sm- cart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like a landing module. You and know, maybe there could in. be a Great Dane that takes it from the main cart to the smaller cart. Mm, sure. You need an animal that, that's got a big enough mouth to sort of to get over the cup but not touch the rim. <laughs> You know, it's so so because it's got to be able to bite it down. Oh, it's so it's bite down on on the paper cup part. It's carrying it in the, its mouth. Well, yeah, but only yeah from only from this is the Great Dane, right? Sure. From the big cart to the small cart. Mm. He's he's there. They are loading the small cart without getting any sort of mouth on the on the plastic lid. Alistair, you know what this is. You know what we've hit upon here. What? This is an entirely new genre of literature that isn't steampunk, but it's, it's dog, dog punk. 
Dog punk. Dog punk. And what happened was uh, the Industrial Revolution occurred, but instead of steam being the predominant source of motive power, it was dog. You know, people took the dog that was um, popular in dog sledding. I feel that there was a there was a time where all the different forms of powered transport were absolutely equally valid, and they were all neck and neck. And any one of them could have mm-hmm. could have leapt ahead, right? And and what if and what if the Inuits who mm. were using them at the time, mm. and then you know uh, had had become the dominant power? What and there was an an Inuit empire? Exactly, exactly. Maybe the Earth cools a little bit more. There's a few more ice bridges. Naval mm-hmm. power no longer has any meaning because your ships just get or, stuck in the ice. Or, or, but, the, or the Earth severely increased in temperature, and the sort of the Yukon and the sort of Northwest Territory of mm. Canada was the only place that was temperate. Yes, and so they used their 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 sort of dog trolley idea. Ah, it's um, a trolley it's now. Dog sleigh. Well, dog sleigh idea mm. at first, to, to, and transferred it to the trolley. Mm. and then transferred it to every industry. Well, see, what I like, though, is uh, is to imagine the um, the golden age of navigation, right, with these great naval voyages. And mm-hmm. instead of, uh, you know, big ships, <laughs> it's an enormous dog sled pulled by thousands and thousands of dogs. Doggy paddling. Doggy, well, no, no, pulling it across ice. It's a, it's a, it's a sled. Oh, right. But I mean, also the the, the ocean vessels, um, you know, in in sort of the unfrozen waters, mm. instead of having people rowing in there, back in the olden days, mm. they just dogs had rowing. dogs that were play. <laughs> no, the dogs aren't rowing; they're just their legs are through the bottom, <laughs> and they're just going. <laughs> Incredible. Like that. And so essentially underneath it would look like that the boat is some kind of millipede. Obviously sharks and stuff like that would come and eat the dog's legs at different points, but Yeah. Um but this is good. You know, the, uh, yeah, some would dog so punk. dog punk. I mean dog punk that would be a very popular st- I mean it's it would be hard to stay off of the New York Times best list. I mean top top ten bestseller lists. You're with you, a, you're right. With, you're right. Mm. Um, they, uh, uh, this, I feel this could very, very well transition into a kind of a, a, a young adult literature phenomenon, uh, you know, mm. akin to your Harry Potters and your Twilights. Um, yeah. And your, uh, Absolutely. what's that one with the, the, the bow and arrow? Hunger Games. And I guess... I guess it would sort of be set in a time when people mostly stuck to their own breed of dog, mm. right? <laughs> you know, and each each culture just had one breed that they would do things with. Yeah. But it's a it's a kind of cultural one where then suddenly, you know, it's a Romeo and Juliet kind of scenario where, you know, a uh, you know a, a pug lady mm. starts hanging out with a Labrador dude. Yeah, um, and well, the families are nice. very unhappy. That you're, you know, I guess you're sort of, maybe you're bonded to a breed of dog as a young child, and that sort of defines what your profession is going to be, and you you go with that dog, or the, mm. that type of dog everywhere, and uh, you facilitate it. Um, you're and each sy- family, symbiotically. Each family has, you know, has, their industry is, is 
is linked to the breed of dog that that family is linked to. Mm. And so when when your daughter or son goes, you know, who who is in, let's say they're in sort of uh, paper embossing, and that's mm. really a thing that's better for, uh, you know, small dogs like a, mm. you know, sort of like a, like a chihuahua or something like that, and they have small nails and paws and things like that that make nice indentations in the mm. in the paper. Uh, but then suddenly they they start hanging out with some bull mastiff boy, and they're like, yeah. well, you know, his family is not gonna, you know, bringing yeah. in bull mastiff. That's not gonna help our our paper embossing. And your dogs industry. aren't going to be able to breed. You know, there, yeah. there would be big ceremonial um, weddings between the dogs of different families, mm. in you know. To, to bond them closer together, and it yeah. would be it would be it would be outrageous. It'd be scandalous. Um, That's right. Yeah. I think that, but also we probably <laughs> have uh, have bred enormous milking dogs. Um, yes, you know, that we would milk uh, in in great herds. Um, and Andy, uh, sometimes I consider that we need to write books. I know this feels like it's a. It's, we we I I never get around to reading books, but I think a lot about writing them, mm. <laughs> and uh, and I think this would be a great place to start. Yeah, um, um, dog punk is is already um, it's already a, on, I mean, a, on the preemptive bestseller. And yeah, I mean list. exactly the speculative bestseller list. <laughs> um, and also, if we just pick a sort of Romeo and Juliet style format, we've already got a lot of the structure worked out. And then the work we has just been to... done. It's copy <laughs> and paste. Change, find and replace the words. Yeah, when you talk go... about a, pulling a sword or whatever, you just put a dog in there. Yes, or it's pull just, the dog. It's what it's what um what Baz Luhrmann did with his Romeo and Juliet was he just turned the swords into guns. But the guns had the word sword, like that was the brand of the gun or something like that. Mm-hmm. We're just yeah, doing we're gonna that. Write dog on, we're we're going to write sword. Oh, we'll write dog <laughs> on, on the, the side of dog. <laughs> <laughs> just so that people know what we're talking about, because this is how deep into yes. dog punk we are. Um, I love it, Alistair. Love it a lot. Yeah. Um. um I've asked you this before, I think, but do you, do you think there's any space inside a whale where you can start a fire like Geppetto or Geppeppi? Or Ge- uh, I I don't know if you have asked me this before, but it feels like something we would have talked about. I mean, we know from burps, from human burps, that there is gas inside the stomach, yeah. you know, of some form. Um, yeah. And we also know that it is po- possible to swallow large amounts of air if you choose to right Mm. well right now my question is more about the space it's pretty cool being able to swallow air like that does it go all the way down into the stomach do you think when you swallow it because the peristalsis wouldn't be able to push it down yeah i think i mean i think yeah it's it's one of those it's one of the weirder tricks that you learn in as a kid Mm. to to like swallow air Mm. And then you feel it move down a bit, and then you feel it move back up, and that's mm. that's where burps I come from, kids. You've just, it Fake feels burps. to me that you're probably just pushing it to just below whatever the top flap is of the the throat hole. Is that the epiglottis? I think you're just sort of mm. pushing it just behind there, and it's probably just building up in the throat. I don't think any of it's going all the way down into the stomach. Um, yeah, it's like it's it's still in the neck, I reckon. Yeah, you know. You know, it's probably it's still in the neck, but you know, yeah, I don't think it, 
but you know you could make a product you know because some people i don't think they can fake burp mm. but you could make a product that that basically holds a bit of air in it so it'd be some kind of concave thing maybe it looks a bit like a clown's nose mm. right but once it's in once it's in your uh food hole food yeah. pipe Right, one of those products it's, that you shoved out of your food pipe. Well, no, it's, it's like yeah, it's, it's something that you swallow whole, <laughs> mm. or or it's something that is is big enough, like it's small enough that you can swallow it whole. So, um, but it's mostly just filled with air. Yes. Right. So, what's like the biggest thing you'll swallow whole is probably like a uh, blueberry by by mistake. Even that's getting like. Up there in terms of like ever, this is going to be bad. Ever had one of those magnesium tablets? Mm, okay, where it's sure, like sure, sure. you go, it's like oh, it's about sort of three quarters the size of of my pinky finger, <laughs> mm. or you know whatever. It's like it's just some of those some of those tablets. You go, Jesus Christ! <laughs> what and then are you, you do it doing you go, to me? And then you can feel it go down. You go, oh, it's scraping the sides like that, mm. right? But you do that, and you take maybe two. And then once they're in, you know, the, whatever's on the inner walls of the, your your uh, food tube, mm-hmm. that's that's the element that breaks down that wall. Yeah. And then there'll be some particularly thin, thin bits. And then it just releases the, the air. And then it allows you to fake burp. Right. So it's, <laughs> it's a burp. It's a burp in a tablet. Right? It's a burp so... in a tablet. A fake burp. <laughs> So you can it's 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 a it's a it's basically it's a tablet shell whatever it is that they use to make the shell of like mm. those Panadol things that are full of tiny but it's little pressurized what air. look like little hundreds and thousands <laughs> in there, but it's then just full of pressurized air and you can swallow it and then you get you get a burp out of that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a similar thing to be done with suppositories and farts, right? Yes, and the industry is already expanding because of the air pressure. But why why does this exist? It exists because there are some people who can't do fake burps, and well, don't you think you they know, want as to? As a as a as a sort of a young teenager, that's yeah. the kind of thing that has a lot of cachet. Absolutely, and mm-hmm. it you know you could probably get it from prank you know like magic stores or whatever, you know, and also you could do it so that probably you could have it like. And here's here's when this 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 thing blows up, right? This is when the ideas blow up. You could have it so that it's just got like purple air in it, <gasps> or green. Okay, air. now this is something, Alistair. Yeah. This is absolutely right? something. Coloured burps. I mean, coloured burps. We have have we talked about coloured urine on this? <laughs> I mean, on this podcast I mean, before. We're definitely gonna <laughs> <laughs> because because at the moment. Think about this. Urine has basically three settings, okay? One, clear. Two, bright yellow because you haven't been drinking enough. Three, yeah. red because there's something bad going on blood-wise, right? Just blood, yeah. Yes. But but let's, let's give people control over this, okay? Mm. And let's turn it into a fashion thing. Well, I mean, I think some nice, like... If if there were some really like some pastel colors mm. in there, like some sort of like a pastel pink, 
<gasps> or orange or like autumnal colors. I think you, that would be so You know what soothing. we need? We need if, if you could piss a rainbow, how popular yeah. this would be as a thing. Absolutely, right? that would be very you, hard. You know, especially for the male being yeah. able to, you know, you can get that real arc going. Okay. Absolutely. And if there was some way that there could be a little attachment maybe that goes over the end of the the male genital um, implement. Yeah. Clips on and then sort of turns the spray into a sort of a sheet of uh, of water and then injects color uh, at different points in that um, so that you do get that uh, that rainbow spray or even one that just sort of is it's more like a sequential rainbow where it like as the stream continues it changes mm. color um, over to oh this is even better Alistair do you know yeah. about total internal reflection uh, not yet total internal reflection is the um, the optical principle that allows fiber optic cables to work right so a fiber optic cable is mm-hmm. actually carrying a beam of light um, down yeah. a glass cable and mm-hmm. The thing that keeps the the light inside that glass cable, that glass, you know, that very very narrow strip of glass or whatever it is that they're using, whatever medium, is the fact that at a certain angle of incidence, no, if you shine something down the middle of a piece of glass, it just bounces off the inside and keeps staying on the inside, bouncing, you yeah. know, along and around corners and that sort of thing. And you can do the same thing with a stream of water, okay, or urine. So if there could be a little light, a little laser light, a little flashing light that goes inside mm-hmm. the end of the penis, yeah. that the water can, you know, the, the I say water, I mean urine, that can still get past. And then if you can maintain an unbroken stream, you can mm-hmm. uh, have a an illuminated curving stream of urine that shoots through the air. And people don't like you to piss out in the open they don't like you to spray it around all over the place they like you to do it in the toilet but you're not always able to get to the toilet and the way that you then buy the social license that allows Mm -hmm. you to piss anywhere you want is by putting on a little light show show. suddenly everybody's (laughs) crying out for it it's no longer Mm -hmm. unacceptable it's a popular entertainment well I think I know where this will be especially popular Picture this. You're at the beach Mm. and your child has been stung by a box jellyfish. Ah, yes. You are distraught. The (laughs) child is screaming blue murder. Yes. Right? A lifeguard runs over (laughs) and says, I have just the trick to soothe this physically, but also soothe your mind. Mm. Take Watch this, and then he, he takes his penis out and he twists on a fitting that looks not that dissimilar from one of those <laughs> sprinklers that goes back and forth and has about n- nine streams that go up in the air. And ah, terrific. Yes. He <laughs> begins urinating towards your child's leg. A whole rainbow of pastel colors <laughs> comes out. Your mind, rainbow. your mind is immediately soothed <laughs> to its maximum sooth, soothness. It is quenched by, by s- 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 southerness. <laughs> mm. 
and and your child not only is not crying but is smiling and clapping <laughs> and asking to run back into the ocean to find the Chasing jellyfish after the jellyfish <laughs> and rub it all over his body <laughs> do it again mister do it the again your kanji is waving and smiling itself from the shoreline, from from the the shallows, everybody's laughing, including the the the, the jellyfish, the, the life, the life, the lifeguard. Just a little bit too much, but we're all still having fun, and that is the key. Everything's okay. And then you, you look a little closer. You say that you see that his his shirt doesn't actually say lifeguard. It says lifeguard, <laughs> and, you know, and it's a bit worn out. And he and probably in the distance, hasn't washed his clothes for a while. In the distance, you see another lifeguard running <laughs> and shouting Waving something. His hands. <laughs> <laughs> Your lifeguard puts his stuff away, says yeah. good day to you all, and then sprints away. Um, lifeguards, I don't think, have been tapped into for comedy enough, right? And uh, and I think, as as you, are they a form of law enforcement? Because they do have the power mm. to tell you to swim between those flags, right? And they yeah. do. And I think um, they often has a, have a whistle. Do, they do have a whistle, yes. And they do, I think, I probably get to shout at you if you swim outside the flags. And that feels like, you know, the very soft end of of law enforcement. Mm, they're like a volunteer army. Because mm. a lot of them are volunteers. Occasionally at the beach you do get the, the one who gets paid. I guess I'm thinking about country towns. Right. Um, but mostly it's a volunteer army. Um, mm. and, I, and and from my experience of being a lifeguard, um, you also don't want to have to go save anybody. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to do, Al? Ah, walk up and down the beach, take the take the four-wheeler out for a drive. Oh, yeah, cool. Can we... Oh, can we take the duck out? Is that well, the little inflatable um, thing? Yeah, a little boat. Yeah. Yeah, great. How long oh, were you a lifeguard for? I don't know, a couple of years maybe. Really? Yeah, I had my bronze medallion. What, are you doing this like every week? Not every week. You're on a roster. Yeah. You know. Incredible. Yeah, well, um, we could we could write a sitcom about it and uh, and then when they go, when they say, well, why are you the right person to write about this? I can say, oh, well, you know. Well, I used to be a lifeguard, and my dad, you know, obviously was the pre- president of uh, of the uh, obviously the life the life the lifeguard uh, the uh, what is it the, the the surf club because nobody else wanted to do it, and uh. he also didn't want to do it. But he was abs <laughs> he was absent on the night that they voted, and so oh. he got he was the guy who had to do it. No, no, he was he was press ganged into it. Yeah, God, those those community organizations. You look at things like the Rotary. And the Lions Club, and mm. you just see them withering away as people die off, and you're like, "What was that all about?" You know, I mean, I'm sure they did good stuff. I mean, I know, I know they did, 
But what was different about human character or human circumstances about 50 to 40 years ago that just made this the pinnacle of Community a certain involvement? type of person's involvement? Mm. Right? Yeah, Is and it- instead of meet and organize and like instead of you know, organize a bus stop or a bench. Mm. Yeah, you know, a benches. Bench. Little, or little a little pagoda. memorial. A memorial, sure, sure. Maybe a tree planting. Yeah, maybe a clock. Maybe a scholarship for somebody to go to um, Canberra and, yeah. and, and visit <laughs> Parliament House. And, yeah. And yeah, well, I've, I've been told by uh, my partner's parents that as you get older, people do start asking you if you want to be involved in committees or, you know, have some responsibility for something. <laughs> I think it's one of those things that once you get it, once once you get it, you then have to, you can only pass it on. You can oh, only get rid of it no. by giving it to somebody else. <laughs> you, the only way to get out is to pass it on to somebody else. It's the ring, mm. isn't it? It's the ring, yeah. I mean, that's a funny idea, is the ring, but it's for community involvement. Like, but it's the Lions Club. Yeah, I think I think that's something, Alistair. That it's, it's you've got to be the secretary of the Parents and Friends but, Association. Because you, you watch the introductory tape? Yeah. yeah, the, uh, yeah. Write it down, Al. Yeah, I'm writing it. Write it down. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think how the, what other parallels there are, but I think, you know, we don't need to, you don't need to lean too heavily into the parody element of this. We can just make a compelling, um, horror film. Any, today, the horror yeah. <laughs> that person's free time is gone forever. Yes. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Um, having to organize a fucking fundraiser barbecue. <laughs> That's the worst, isn't it? Oh, I mean, look, but I guess you get to hang out with people. You're probably having a couple of beers, maybe. Or I guess. You know. But this is the thing. It's like I'm, you know, I'm. Um, my child is going to go to school now. This first year, his first year, and I think that this is the beginning of where you have to engage with the community. You got to be, you got to go in. It's like, they, you know, you, you got to do things for the school. They go, oh, we need some parents to do this because all the schools are underfunded. Mm. And so yep. they go, oh, we need some parents to do this and to help out in this way and things like that. And so suddenly you're having to engage with people or getting the opportunity to engage with people who getting are not... the opportunity to have to <laughs> engage with people. Yes. <laughs> To, who are not in your curated groups of like interests or whatever. It's like I guess it's like neighbors or something like that. It's like people that you're 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 forced to be next to mm. because 
of just circumstance. I guess work can also be like that if you've if you work for like a big company or something like that. Yeah, they're um, just a kind of a kind of um, intimate stranger. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I think this look this could be the first step for, for me towards the uh, the Lions Club. This I could a be a lion for me very to reveal soon. That I've signed up to become a member of the um, the kindergarten parents. Uh, governing board or whatever that sort of fucking thing is. Have you actually done that? Yeah, I have. Me and Carly. So funny. This is gonna be. This is gonna be like that time that you j- you joined the uh, the S E S. S E S. Yeah. You didn't join the the special forces. You joined. Yeah. What are they? Servicey emergency thing and it's like you go oh this is going to be so great help the community and things like that then you go this is a huge pain in the ass mm. yeah there's going um, to be so many kindergarten um there's so many kindergarten scandals that you're going to have to try and bury mm. oh so many you're going to have so much blood on your hands you're going to have to try and bury um there needs to be like a like a like a Rotten Tomatoes or an um, or a Metacritic or whatever, but for um, life experiences, yeah. That just you know, you can people can go on there and rate it, and then before you do something like signing up for the member of a committee or something like that, you can people can you can go and look and see what people reckon about it, and whether or not it's hell. And yeah, I think I think that's good. Um. um like so yeah. it's not it's not it doesn't have to be attached to a company or like a movie or something like that it's just attached to an to a to an activity mm. yeah. you know learning to play the clarinet yeah <laughs> you know, stubbing your toe i mean you know, in I a way it, this is um this is that show review with miles barlow or review with what was that other one when they remade um, it in the US with Forrest something or other? Yeah, yeah. I don't um, remember what, what they called the character. But it had Andy Daly in it, right? Yeah, and it was very good, yeah. Yeah, apparently very good. I haven't seen it, but... Yeah, I've only seen a couple um, episodes, but it was very enjoyable. Let's turn it into a, into a website where people can review any experience. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, this might already ex- exist, but, um, you know, yeah, review... Experiences. Right, let me just have a quick well, look. no, that'll just Jamie, bring up trip Jamie, can you get this up? Shit. <laughs> eh? That'll just bring up TripAdvisor or some shit. Yeah, maybe. Have you been listening to um, any Joe Rogan experience? Um, no, not recently. I mean, I have listened to it. I have listened to it. There is some stuff that I find that I've found interesting. Um, I but... like just. I, I probably listened to like non-representative episodes. They were ones around the, close to the election, and I think they were probably not a. They were atypical. Yeah. Um, and it was just a bunch of guys, and I got to say, I, I was amazed at how uninformed <laughs> everybody seemed to be. <laughs> just, I mean. You know, it was it was it was it was worse than us. Just yeah, I mean they're not they're not political guys. Throwing out things that they vaguely remembered from here or there, then correcting each other and then looking it up and finding out that they were wrong. <laughs> it was just but that you can see for hours. 
but you can see why people it's like you know why people who who aren't informed in things will like this because it's like you get to hear the opinion that you would have mm. you know the uninformed opinion and then you go somebody looks it up and then they and they fix it <laughs> or not true. but yeah. you know you, you you learn along the way in the way that people learn uh i i don't like I don't need him. I'm not like a defender of Joe Rogan. I, I I understand that there has been some problems, but I also have seen some of it and gone. You know, it's like this is just an episode with like some movie star, and you get to find out about this guy's career and things like that. Like I think I listened to Oliver Stone episode, and you go, oh, he's had an interesting life, and then at the end you go, okay, cool. <laughs> I yeah. I, I mean, I I I don't even really know any of the controversy around Joe Rogan or whatever that may be. I understand people criticize the show for certain stuff i i don't really know what it is platforming people i suppose yeah yeah like i mean he has just oh just the it was it it was kind of heartwarming in a way how little everybody and especially joe seemed to have a clue what they were talking about (laughs) yeah well and then welcome to this show where we Oh. Or that with maybe yeah. like a couple of extra books, mm. and I've definitely not read any books, <laughs> which is but one of the things I've said in this have episode. Extra books once we've written them, Jamie, look up whether or not I've read any books. <laughs> <laughs> Does Jamie even exist, or is that just a rhetorical device? Jamie is a guy that exists. He, I think, I think they, he met him. I think that's right. That's mostly why I started listening into it is because occasionally they just they would talk about stand up, and I'd be like, oh, cool. Talking about yep. the process of stand-up and things. Uh, and then I think Jamie, when he was starting, when Joe Rogan was starting out his podcast, some Jamie was just some guy who was like, oh, you're starting to do that? I know about that kind of stuff. I could help you. And then it turned yeah, out, right. you know, he's just the guy, yeah. He, and then he's just been the guy who does it with him. And now they're, you know, well, I know Joe's a multimillionaire, but mm. I don't know how, uh, Jamie's probably doing okay. Good to know. Anyway, none of these are sketch ideas. Andy. <laughs> no, um, no. But it's okay. Wait, it's one, okay. two, three, four, five. And we've actually written down five things. But I mean, no, I've written down Rotten Tomato for experiences, which is not, which is not a sketch idea. <laughs> I, no, I think I think that's absolutely of the caliber and of the category of ideas that we would write down on this show. I think that's a thing. I think right. that's a thing, well, Alistair. Well, then, Andy, we can go to the three words from a listener. And there's been a few people signing up <laughs> recently. Can I say thank you? Uh, very much to everybody who's been signing up. Um, oh yeah, there's been, a, you know, a bunch. You know, I say this as I kind of try to go to, um, you know, recent activity on our Patreon. Look, we got we've had Thomas Ambrose, uh, Maiden Lowry, uh, Dustin Stewart, Jonathan Nice or Nice, and of course one. These are <laughs> these are all people in the last thirty days. These are all heroes. Yeah, they're all heroes. Jonathan Jordan deleted his pledge this month. Alistair, <laughs> you don't read that out. You well, no, don't that's read okay. that out. <laughs> what that's are okay. you doing? <laughs> Andy, like we've said, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, people come and go. We we understand that life is a is in flux. A lot of the they're time, like I reckon. The tides. Patre- I reckon Patreon is based mostly on people forgetting that they have them. Oh man, yeah. Yeah, you, I, I I found some guy on YouTube who made some cool um, woodworking and machine tool videos. And I was like, oh, great. And then I saw he, he had a Patreon. I was like, oh, go check out what kind of stuff he has there. And he actually hasn't done or made any videos for like five years. 
But there's still people who are like giving him money, still making like maybe like a hundred bucks a month, just from people who I assume have forgotten to cancel their subscriptions. Yeah, and he's doing all right. Yeah, yeah. So maybe <laughs> that's a, that's our future. Yeah. Oh, here's hoping. Oh, I think. But I think we're gonna keep doing this. We're gonna. We've, we've decided. I think when I one day I came to you and I said, Andy, are we going to? Should we stop doing this? Is that? Well, I thought maybe you were implying it. And then you said, No, no, no. We'll do this until we die. <laughs> and that might be um, this year when we think. do the. Th- that might be this year when we do the three hundredth episode. Could be. God, we're gonna be the first people podcast hosts to simultaneously die on. <laughs> live on the pod but also simultaneously live yes. and die at the same time you see see that's the only time we're really living is when we're in the uh the hundredths episodes it's true do you do you actually believe that because i kind of believe it a little bit <laughs> <laughs> everything else andy is is just building up to it is is, is just like that's our holiday I know yeah. it seems like it's it's the when we're working the most, but I think it's it's our truest holiday. I don't even really wake up. I don't consider myself to be truly awake until I'm 200 sketch ideas in. <laughs> then, <laughs> so this then so like, okay. so for you for you this time it will be one of the great awakenings. I mean, obviously we did 200 sketches right. a little while a little a lot, not last year but the year before. Is it that long ago already? And, and then we made those cheese goblets. That's what we were making oh, as the 200th episodes. Um, I think I what uh, we're gonna... it's possible yeah, go. that we will go genuinely insane. Like, I, yeah, I, I'm i not sure if it's post- possible to get post-traumatic stress from just coming up with too many sketch ideas. But if it is possible, I guarantee to you that we will do it for yeah. you. Well, well, and speaking of insane, let's go and try and come up with one more sketch idea. Andy, and okay. this week's words come from Josh Ware. Josh Ware. Josh Ware. Thank you, Josh Ware, for these words. And there's a chance we've done these ones before because my list system is not the best. But <laughs> here we go. Thanks, Josh. Uh, you want to guess what the first? Thanks, Josh. You want to guess what the first word is, Andy? Yep, 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 yep. Cardboard. No, it's illegal. Illegal. Okay. Yeah. I feel like we've done so, these words before, but anyway, let's yeah. keep going. Uh, chrysanthemum? Second, no, breakfast. Oh, legal breakfast. Uh, legal breakfast toppings. No, Andy, it's a legal breakfast ra- restaurant. <gasps> Alistair. Yeah. This is great. Um, illegal <laughs> breakfast restaurant. I mean, I do already love the idea of trying to think of what an illegal bre- re- breakfast would be. Sure. Sure. You know, I, I guess mean, I guess it could have drugs in it, but that's not really breakfast, is it? <laughs> I mean, I guess you could call a drug some dealer's people. house. I guess you could call a drug dealer's house that you go to after a big night out, and you just need one more little bit. Is that could be a illegal breakfast restaurant? But I suppose it's possible that you could um, make a breakfast that is so good that it is addictive, right? Yeah, and hash browns with. Um, with a little bit of oregano, but <laughs> you know, like like food, food is is there a pinnacle? Is when does food cross over into drugs? Right? Is there not? Mm. Is there no sense in which drugs are just really, really good food? Tell me this, Alice. If you take a drug orally, 
Mm-hmm. You're telling me that that's not food? Well, you're, I guess you're right. That, and, you know, and, and people try to say that you know, having good food is the best medicine. And what is medicine mm. if not drugs? <laughs> Do people say having good food is the best medicine? Yeah, like, <laughs> they're like, well, what you're putting into your body is what's you know, building up oh, your body's immune sure, system and things sure. like that, you know? Yeah, so the gut, you could be You could be having medicine, you know, you're having medicine all the time. Mm. By, cho- by by your choices in what you eat and and medicine is mostly drugs and um, so yeah uh but uh you know there's also the 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 angle of like well i'm sure that there are illegal breakfasts which are ones where you've used the eggs say of a of a bird that's endangered or even that's probably true. just like most birds you're probably just not allowed to take their eggs i suspect i don't know but, yeah, you know, I guess even then, just you, you know stealing it from your neighbor's chicken. Mm. But then I guess there's also there's also the possibility of a, a sort of a footloose type scenario where you just go to this <gasps> small town and you go there they've on holidays. They've made brunch maybe. illegal. <laughs> yeah, or they've made yeah, either brunch or breakfast illegal. But brunch, you know, <laughs> brunch can be funny. Brunch is probably the funniest of the meals. Uh, what about this? What about this? I'll pitch another one to you, right? I start a back alley restaurant, okay? Yeah. And what, how this restaurant works is you tell me what food you, what, what, what's your favorite place to get breakfast, okay? What you want to get, what you want, what's your favorite order, okay? And what I do is I have a team of guys, people all over the city and what i'll do is i'll get one of them to go to that restaurant order that meal grab the plate and run okay (laughs) and then meet you somewhere okay and then you pay just you know you pay 50 percent of um it's basically breakfast piracy but you pay 50 percent of the menu price okay my running guy gets five bucks I get a little cream off the top, and I do all of this with like an app. Well, it's Deliveroo. It's Deliveroo, but for (gasps) people who walk out on bills. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's Runaroo. Runaroo. Yeah. They grab the breakfast, and they'll shove it into a backpack. They'll just shove the whole plate into a backpack and run. Okay? And they get it to you. And, you know, it's like your parents said when you're growing up. It all ends up the same on the inside. So it'll look a bit messy. Okay, but yeah. who? If the food's good, you don't you, you don't care about paying for that presentation. A lot of the time at the restaurant, if you eat in, you're paying for presentation. That's right. right? You're pay- paying for service. You're paying for pre- 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 presentation. Yeah. Yeah, and we we, we don't do anything. And that. you're paying what for the do. meal. Yeah, <laughs> that and, the, of, and of course the meal, <laughs> the the hidden <laughs> cost. <laughs> um, but. But you can get that. You can eat it out of this guy's backpack, right in an alleyway, and um, with your hands, <laughs> and and it'll only cost you like five bucks or something. We do this at a scale where we're making cents off the dollar, but it's it 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 adds up. Yeah, but you're making good. you know it's it's ten cents off the dollar, but. They're not paying anything, so their overheads are super low. Super low. We're just eating out of a backpack in an alley. You stand behind the guy. If the cops see you, he runs. He starts running. Okay? 
Yeah, but the what, cops what, you're will be using this You're just a person with egg on your fingers. That's that's yeah. not a crime. Is that a crime, I know, but officer? You just you just start you just start by bringing some of these meals to cops. You know, cops on stakeouts and cops sure, and their thing sure. like that, letting their meat out of the backpacks. Mm. Suddenly, they're on your side. They don't think they don't think the system is too bad. Yeah, they don't ask where it comes from. Yeah, and they don't want and they don't want to miss out on you know free lunch almost every day. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, they're in on the racket. They're you not. They're not actually going out to breakfast. They're not going this. out to call outs, and and also, you know, traffic offenses bring in more money for the for the police department. They're not going to start going to more call outs to to restaurants, which don't bring in money for the cops. That's right. You know, they got to go to the more profitable crimes. Sorry, is go. the perfect breakfast for this this scam? What's that? Scrambled eggs, because. You shake that mm. around in a backpack, it's only going to get more scrambled. That's, That's right. value you could, adding. You could just get some, you know, over easy eggs. Yeah. And then when they get to you, they'll be scrambled. They'll be scrambled. Um, also, just, I mean, that's a fun idea. And also, there was this, just the one with the town that's made uh, oh. brunch illegal. Mm-hmm. I just thought it would, the fun idea that there's like, you know, at about 11 p.m., uh, 11 a.m., police like charge in to some cafe yeah and they're like or maybe eleven thirty. you know that's kind of like and they're like what's on your plate and they're and they're looking for any crossover between breakfast foods <laughs> and lunch foods yeah you know yeah, and they go look a fried tomato nobody's eating that at lunchtime you know but if you're having that fried tomato with like you know some Laksa or something like that, you know. So maybe somebody's having some breakfast laksa, and they're like, "No, no, no, that's brunch." And then they put you in the slammer. They they bash you. They bash you. <laughs> they're the restaurant, and they shout We're... from one of the tabletops, "No brunching!" And they just yeah, it's the it's the small town where brunch is illegal, but police violence is. Police brutality is the word I wanted, but yeah. Yeah, um, um, we did it. Andy, we took, we did it. That's two six eight, all done. Uh, do you I'll take us through the sketch ideas. Sketch yeah. Ideas? Yes. Well, we got Dog Punk, and so this mm. this could be our first book. <laughs> um, I mean, you're you're already working on another book, but but I think we'll get this done before you, you your book is done. Um, and then we've got uh, obviously Burp Tablet. Um, oh. which is, you know, for people who, at first it's just for people who can't, who can't swallow their own air. Then it's for people who don't want to anymore. Cause that's, it's just a weird sensation. Yeah. But not, then. But, but, but love the sensation of swallowing a large tablet full of compressed <laughs> air. Yeah. That bursts in their neck. <laughs> um, and then. And then suddenly we introduce colored burps, and this thing goes global. Um, and then, and then we obviously we got colored urine, and the lifeguard who pees on a on a kid who's just uh, had a jellyfish and saves the day. But then you find out he's not a lifeguard. Uh, then we got the Ring, the movie The Ring, but you're the secretary of the Lions Club. <laughs> 
feel like all our scoutmasters when I was a kid were trapped in this exact scenario. Yeah. They'd started when their kids were members of the scouts, which to me defeats the purpose of sending your kid to scouts. You send your kid to scouts so that you don't have to spend time with your kid just for like an hour on a Friday. But but then you become the scoutmaster? That's insane. Now you've got all these other kids as well. Anyway. Yeah. But then... They're, they'd have started when their kids were there, but then their kids had moved on and nobody had taken over. And it had well, gone mate, on for years and years. And then you're I just trapped. I mentioned it to my parents the other day. I go, oh, remember that, that scout camp we went on? Uh, you know, and it was like, it was just like one cabin in the, in, in the snow. Like we, everybody slept in this one cabin and the snow was so deep. Like it was just like, you know, it was like, I, I remember stepping into the snow and it going up to my armpits, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. And um, I was like, wow, I felt like he could have he could have drowned in there. Anyway, um, but my mom was like, yeah, we used to go on your excursions with you guys on that so that there was no uh, funny business. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, geez, yeah. Well, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, the next sketch is this is just like an admission they made in the last month. <laughs> um, and then we got Rotten Tomatoes for experiences. You know, what's what's getting your knee broken by a gangster like? I mean, a lot of people say bad, but I mean, I think that'll be really fun to get this mm, read. Those. No, mixed reviews. What's the what, mixed you know, reviews? That's the, what's the critical consensus versus oh, the oh, uh, yeah, audience yeah. score? <laughs> There's one guy who loved it. Um, town that's made brunch illegal, and then we've got Deliveroo for people who walk out on bills. So that's you know I think that's an episode, Andy. I think we what that's we came up with we is an episode. An episode. Gotta wash your ass. Um, so thank you very much for listening, everybody. And, uh, I'm Alistair Trombley Virtual, and uh, you can find me at Alistair TB on Twitter and we're at two in tank. Uh, I'm at stupid old Andy. You can support us on Patreon. The link is down below there in the little clicky area with the writings. Um, thank you to everybody who contributes to this. Thank you to George who edits the podcast for us, but thank probably you, won't be editing this one tonight. And uh, and so if the quality is bad, it's not his fault. And it'll be and me editing it, and it'll you 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 know. Please address your concerns in writing to me. Thank you so much for listening, and take care of yourselves. And you know what? You can always download Magma from sospresents.com. <gasps> That's true. And, and take if care you yourselves. sign up for the Patreon, you can listen to my two uh, a, a test recording of my two thousand and. 16, 17 comedy festival show Plenty, which is uh, our recent, our most recent science fiction offering on. Yeah, the and then Patreon. also you can find an old sketch show we did back in 2011 before we'd even started doing the podcast. It's before on we there. We even knew what a sketch was. Before we, we even knew. <laughs> how little we had a clue. Yeah. And just in some basement. All right. Thank you very much. Take care. See ya. We love you. Oh, we love you. I forgot how that ends. Anyway, see ya. And out. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean...
if you want. It's, it's up to you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 